Welcome to Let's Talk Canine Fitness with your hosts, Katerina Mattioli and Dr. Leslie I. Join us for the monthly podcast on all things dog fitness. Young, old, overweight, or athletic, our passion for canine fitness has you covered. Welcome to Let's Talk Canine Fitness. Hi, Katerina. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fine. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So today's topic, we're going to talk about Cavalettis, which (laughs) probably (laughs) when you hear that word, you get this image in your mind and you're like, I know what that is and I hate doing it. It's so hard. <laughs> I can't figure out the secret. At least that's what I hear from a lot of people. What What do you think when you hear the word Cavalettis? So usually I, I don't, I see flying cones. <laughs> That's the first picture I have when people talk about Cavalettis. Uh, but also um, I see dogs trotting over it. I think that's maybe that's the, the use most people uh, know when we are talking about Cavalettis, that, that you have to put them in the line and then the dog trots over it. So, but is that what we are going to talk about today? Well, I think that'll be a piece of it, but also, mm. I mean, let's just say we're going to talk about the the good, the bad, and the ugly of Cavalettis. Um, I, there's, they have their place, and I do think, at least with the equipment, there's a lot of things you can do with it. Um, you don't have to just do the trotting, but I, I do think there's kind of this like <clears throat> Cavalettis are for trotting and that's the only thing they're for. And I hear, like they said, lots of people, I can't get my dog to do it. And they, when you sit them down, I mean, this is maybe a thing I do when I'm talking about canine fitness is I want to talk about well why why are you doing it what are you what are you trying to achieve um, and it's really important for me to build an exercise from there so I go with my goal and then think of okay what can I do to achieve that goal um, and so cavalettis don't always pop up in that like they may not be of use for whatever goal it is and I. I do think they also they have a tendency though to be used for everything but without necessarily knowing why. I don't know. That's what I see in rehab, I guess. I, okay. I it's probably a little bit different on fitness, but in rehab I tend to see like if I go visit other places, they're like, and here's our Cavaletti setup. You know, it's just like yeah. a permanent setup. And every dog that comes through 
their the door for treatment does cavalettis that day um and i you know sometimes i'm like okay well maybe yeah you're using it for like a warm-up or whatever not really any other purpose than that okay but you know it is it is one of those things at least for me as a efficient trainer we're not going to use the lazy word um i don't like it because you need to change it constantly like you shouldn't just leave it set up one way and every dog does it that way like you it should be changed for every dog that walks through so that i think one makes it really hard if you're doing fitness classes because if you're doing a class with multiple dogs now are you changing it for each dog's turn that really sucks Uh, yes of course um (laughs) same with in a rehab clinic where you're having you know a different dog come through the exercise part every 30 minutes and you're like now i have to change it for this dog um you know so i tend to use it most just one second did I get that right? They don't they don't change the distance and height. They just use it for like like it is for each dog, uh, small dogs, middle-sized dogs, large dogs. I I mean, yeah. I'm not going to make a blanket statement that that happens everywhere. No, of course not, but because of course you're going to get the well, we don't do it that way at my clinic, but I would say, generally speaking, in a very busy environment where you have lots of patients coming and going, the amount of changing that happens to the setup is not appropriate. Yeah, yeah but and you think- mentioned you mentioned fitness classes. I, for example, when I do fitness classes, I don't do like these circuits. So mm-hmm. I, each dog has its own setup of everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, the setup is made for the dog. Some have Cavaletti, one maybe, or more, depending on the exercise we are doing. And then each dog has its own setup for the size and the goal. So I I don't do classes like a beginner class or or um, advanced class or senior or junior anymore. I just if you come, you get your own setup according to your skills and goals. So that's how I work. So maybe, I mean, right? We're like it's all about mm-hmm. experience. Um, so maybe what like the question is for people to comment about like what do you do like if you use cavalettis Mm -hmm. regularly in your rehab clinic or in your fitness classes like how do you manage the setup how do you how do you make it as efficient as possible because i will say that is my biggest pet peeve about them is Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. to change them all the time like i i don't know why like I find it easy to be like, okay, this patient, I need this piece of equipment and like go grab it and bring it. But having to set up Cavalettis and having to set them up different for every patient, like that to me is just way too time consuming. Exactly. Um, and 
I mean, it also space is a consideration, at least mm -hmm. for me now. Um, if we really want to do it, some, I'll figure out a way to like set it up in the hall, which I don't even use like a traditional Cavaletti set for because it won't fit in the hall. So I'm like, okay, I'm just putting things out there for the dog to like step over. Mm -hmm. um, all that said, Cavalettis are like like one. I have a Cavaletti online class. Um, two, it is a very prominent exercise in my jump into shape class. So mm -hmm. I'm like that weird person who I'm like in real life. I find them annoying and <laughs> don't like using them. But yet in my online life of you know teaching fitness and um stuff I I do them mm -hmm. a lot um but I think part of that is just because people want to do them people think they yep. are like this I don't know miracle exercise like if my dogs will do it everything will be fixed and perfect and wonderful um and so i think a little bit of it is me like feeding the masses like giving mm -hmm. them what they want okay you want cavalettis i can help you figure them out um so we are feeding the masses with this episode then yes <laughs> okay <laughs> we're helping them understand their cavalettis because that's what they want they want they want to know how to do them they want so besides, to, yeah. Okay, so besides uh, the placement of like five, six poles and then trotting over or using in your online classes, how do you use them uh, in your fitness or, or rehab sessions when you just have one dog? Do you have some um, special setups or special exercises you use them or? So for me, the first thing I'm going to think about is, again, my goal. Um, and if, mm -hmm. if I know I want to use Cavaletti's, we'll just skip the step of like figuring out that I, that that's the right exercise, but say like Cavaletti's are on the list. I'm going to be, well, what's my goal for it? And kind of the big picture goals that I think about are Am I working on range of motion, mm -hmm. specifically flexion? So I tend mm -hmm. to see a lot of dogs that just, um, I don't like not shuffle. Like they, they just have a lot of stiffness or straight rear legs that they, they don't like to bend their rear joints. Um, and so Cavalettis are definitely one of those things that I will um use to help with that but in that case when the way i'm going to set it up is i am going to use a high pole so maybe just like around stifle height maybe just under stifle height mm -hmm. because i want them to actually have to flex Lift. all their joints to mm -hmm. step over it i'm also if it's that high it's going to be a walk not a trot so i will put the the poles fairly close together again to try and like get that slower gait they can't just like go through them 
Um, I also would potentially use them a little bit higher rails if I'm working on body awareness, but maybe not specifically range of motion. So in those, I'm thinking mm -hmm. about like my uh, ataxic dogs. So the dogs that, you know, they're not paralyzed, obviously, because they, they need to be able to walk, but they have some of that, they've lost their perception of where their legs are in space. And so I will... I don't want it so low like I do for trotting, but I'm not going to have it super high because it's also hard for them. But I want that set at a height that, again, they're like having to really think about it. Like, oh, I need to pick my leg up this high. Again, mm -hmm. with body awareness, I might even have the poles at different heights. So again, they're like paying attention to that. Oh, this one's at this height. This one's at this. I don't mm -hmm. have to pick it up as high here. Here I have to pick it up higher. Also, that feeds in well to different links apart. So rather than having it, you know, exactly one foot apart, every single one, mix it yeah. up a little. So again, they're really having to pay attention to what they're doing. So that's if I want to work on body awareness. Um, and then really, I use the trotting for... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say that I, I guess more fitness, um, than like a specific problem that I'm working on in the clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I look at trotting, I'm really trying to build some like push off their rear. Oftentimes I'm looking at like lengthening their trotting gait. Um, I, I will use it. Like I'll say, Oh, this can be a cardio exercise. Um, you know, try and get the heart rate up a little bit. Um, that where I use that is also, um, so like for my jump into shape class, because it's mostly about jumping, we do a lot of work on gait and trying to get the dog to understand kind of like it's stride length more than anything. So, cause we're working on helping the dog figure out, Oh, I need to take so many strides and then jump. Um, and so we start with Cavaletti's because I want them to understand it first with trotting. And then we go into a, a run or a canter. Um, and, and I will have them in that class specifically maintain the Cavaletti's because um, I do think it can be a nice warm-up. So a lot of times I'll be like, before we start anything, you're doing Cavaletti's, a set of Cavaletti's as a warm-up. Because it just, you know, it's nice for overall body movement warming up, but it also, it, they have to be mentally engaged. If they're not mentally engaged, they're just going to blast through it, and then we're going to have cones flying, and exactly. I don't want those dogs. I don't want them in that mental state going into their jump work. I want them mm -hmm. thoughtful. Um, so that that's kind of my basic premise of Cavaletti's. Um, but then in my online Cavaletti class, I came up with like, I don't even remember if I had maybe 12 different exercises Okay. And a lot of it was just, what can you do with this stuff? You know, you spent all this money on cones and bars and all you're going to do with it is trotting. 
no, let's come up with other things. So, you know, doing things like having the dog crawl under it, um, different setups, like instead of just having a straight line, what if you did it? Um, I think I had an X. So it was like some, you know, sometimes the dog turns. Like a cross? Um, yeah. Um, I did um, under over. So like, oh, like going over one, under one. Um, jumping, just take one and jump it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we did different like ways of going through it so like sidestepping through it walking backwards through it um another one I play with it I call it pickup sticks where literally I'm just like throw the bars and then throw a bunch of cookies and the dog just has to like okay, go so like, like like Mikado like this yeah. that game <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, and then, I mean, just like, kind of like really just trying to be creative. Like Mm -hmm. what else can you do with these? Because I do want you to get your money's worth out of this equipment. Um, and not just, you know, think it's only good for doing, uh, the, the trotting through. Um, I will say I now use the cones a lot for just cone games like doing stuff with just the cone can the dog go out and around cone um you know hide stuff under like hide a cookie under one of the cones and the dog has to like figure out which one so i just try to make use of of what i have um rather than always being like oh well this one thing does this one thing and if i want to do yeah. something else i have to go buy another thing i i'm like you know get creative it's all about variety so you can use it i i don't do a lot of like this trotting thing because it annoys me that i have to change with every dog but i use them i i use single ones when i do for uh, for example these connection exercises i'm doing so that you have something to work on range of motion to work on body awareness coordination balance and stuff so that all these things so and and mm, yeah most of the time i use them in combination with other equipment yeah one thing i just thought of was um i will use just one rail like one like two Mm -hmm. cones one bar a lot um one of my favorite exercises that I actually probably do the most with it is my mountain climber exercise which we probably talked about in the iliosoas episode Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's again just not moving through a, a, a set of things but like here's one pay attention like you have to like reach over it and then reach back and really isolate one leg and thinking about like exactly how you're going to move those um so yeah a much more thoughtful exercise yeah yeah Yeah, so there are a lot of different use uses you can use cavaletti than just let the dog run over it and i think that's that's uh it's really a great piece of or pieces of equipment um 
the only thing when we when maybe when we are going back to like the, the trotting thing I struggle with is when I have very small dogs. Mm-hmm. So to find out how um yeah, I mean you can flip the cones that the bar is on the very low to the ground, but it's still not on the ground and when you have small dogs sometimes or 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 dogs that really have uh, uh, rehab dogs that hardly can lift their limbs so i haven't found out the perfect equipment yet for that so maybe if you have an idea let me know or someone else let me know i'm still on the hunt for the perfect cavaletti set yeah, me too. Um, wh- I agree with like the setup. Oh, just mm. yeah, it's again that's one of those pieces that I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this on a daily basis. Mm. Um, but again, another reason why I like dealing with it online is that I can you know, look at the dog and give people suggestions of like how to make their set and they can make it specifically for their dog. And I don't have to like provide it in person of like, here's my, here's my tiny two pound dog set up. That's just, you know, like the tiniest little thing versus like my Irish wolfhound that then the cone, the highest thing on the cones isn't high enough. Um, So I, I, I appreciate the online setup because I feel like I can definitely support people and be like, oh, well, look at this or look at this. You can make it this way and they can go out and like make it specifically for their dog. Um, I, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be desired with them um, because again, it's kind of that that problem that you, you know, you saw from the beginning is like everything is made for kind of that like medium sized dog. Um, and then when you get the either end of the spectrum, it's, it doesn't work as well. And you have to come up with different ways to try and make it work. Um, I know when I had little dogs that even the tipping the cones over didn't work. Mm. I was like, taping the cones to the floor (laughs) or not the cones the the bars to the the floor so they're actually like on the floor but they needed to be taped so that if the dog hit them they didn't just roll continue to roll under the dog um so yeah it's they out of everything i would say they're definitely a piece that you have to get really creative with if you have kind of the generic Cavaletti setup that you can mm-hmm. buy online and figuring out how to make it work for every different type of dog you're going to see. Um, and it, especially, I'm, I mean, obviously fitness, to, fitness, but I find it, found it was most difficult in the rehab setting because there would be cases where I was like, I really want to use this and I really think this is the most appropriate tool, but it is not the right size for this dog. And I can't 
make it. I can't do enough to it to really get mm-hmm. to the right size. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the solution is in uh, like making one because because I, I what I would dream of is something that I could just be able to like create any height mm-hmm. I wanted support different sizes of the rail because that's the, a problem I think sometimes is like you might be able to put it on the ground but that that bar is still two inches or you know it's still high for the little tiny dog um and then also make it really durable in that if it's lightly tapped it's not going to go flying across the room like it's I don't know I want to say like heavy but like not not heavy in that it won't fall over but heavy in that that it it stays in place (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like it's it it, it really is difficult and I I have uh, tried a lot of different uh possibilities now I have like a hurdle set but then you have the thing you don't have the, those cones, but it's still using a lot of space because there are these three pieces um, on the sides on both sides. So it's it's the lowest bar is on the ground, so that works. But still, it's very it, it's it's still not heavy enough for a middle-sized dog i mean i mean my my boston terriers that it works very it works fine but then i was thinking about maybe i could fill the 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 poles with with sand or something but then i see all the mess because they don't really stick to the stuff they it's it's just yeah it's just uh it's not the perfect thing i i want i'm just i i it's it's close to, but not there yet. So, yeah. And I want my set to also be able to work outside just as well as mm-hmm. it works inside. Um, <clears throat> I will say for my jump into shape class, because again, my one of my goals is minimal equipment when I do an mm-hmm. online class. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to make people feel like they can't do any of my classes because they have to go out and buy a lot of equipment. Um, and because it's a jumping class, obviously they need jumps. So I make them build their cavalettis out of the jumps. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, there's still issues with it, but at least I have many heights to play with. You know, from yeah. two inches all the way up to 26 inches, usually. I mean, not that anyone's going to be doing 26-inch Cavalettis, but... Um, I, I have, have no like... idea how, how how high that is because we are working centimeters it's and meters over like, here. I'm going to say it's about half a meter. It's not exactly okay, half so a 50, meter. Okay, so 50, 50 centimeters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. approximately... Uh, chest middle of the chest high of a, of a small dog a medium-sized dog yeah 
Yeah, basically it's not, you're not going to have a dog doing it that high. Just having the jumps provides a lot of range for me to be like, oh, you can set it at two for this dog. Oh, this dog could have it at six, you know, versus just the, again, the standard Cavaletti set where it's like you have three or four choices for height Mm -hmm. and that's it. There's nothing in between. Um, So if one of those doesn't work, then you're, you know, you're out of luck and you have to figure it out. Um, That is these these things I'm using are the same though. So you can go from zero to maybe, what is it? One meter. You could go up to one meter. So you can also use it if you want your dog to go under it or crawl. Um, because it's just you can fluently adjust there are no pieces you have uh, yeah don't have steps you can just do however you like so I I really uh, prefer that because you can really (coughs) use the height for each dog yeah very close to perfect yeah I like I want I want that variability. Mm. Although then <laughs> it's like yeah, but, catch- but then it's- but then when you have those it's 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 uh it's a question of space. Mm-hmm. Because they take a lot of space when you st- when you have to storage them or when you have to so it's it's uh, it's that and it's it's more they are more cost intensive also. I mean cones and just a few poles don't need a lot of space to storage but yeah. Yeah. So with all these things Um, you have to take into consideration for uh, dog owners. I mean, if you have a, if you have your own clinic or studio. Yeah. So I, I feel, I don't know. I, I might be wrong, but it feels like we've talked a, a lot about what we don't like. Is there anything, I mean, what, what makes you happy about Cavalettis? <laughs> have you been have you been too negative? Sorry, there was a, a problem in the in the. I uh, like no, I, I I really I I really like Cavaletti. I'm just not. It's it's just. I mean, it's it's like with everything. There, nothing is perfect. And and I like to use, but my, for my personal use, I don't use it a lot to let my my own dogs trot over it because yeah, I'm too lazy to always adjust them because when I'm when I'm doing, I take <laughs> three of my dogs and 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 go and train with them and then always to adjust. That's annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not do I'm not doing that. I, I'm lazy. I prefer to do other setups. So, um, yeah, but I really like to use them in combination with other equipment. To, I, my main use for them is like, uh, is, is, is for body awareness exercises. Yeah. Do you, would you say you, you use them more when your dogs are younger? How young is younger? Well, like, <laughs> I, 
like for me, Cavaletti's is almost like a puppy exercise. Like it's on my list of things to like work on when the dog is young. So mm-hmm. obviously when they, not when they can, you know, they have no idea where their legs are, but you know, I'm thinking like potentially, I don't know. I introduce it somewhere between like four to six months old um of like just like four months old it would be like walking through it like Mm -hmm. pick up your feet kind of thing not necessarily trotting yet but I I tend to almost it's like one of those like checkoff things Mm -hmm. that like I teach the the dog to do when they're young so under a year old and once I feel like okay they understand it they know how to trot through it then it's much rarer that I bring it yeah. out again. Um, so, so it's it is kind of that body awareness, like understand how to move, and then it goes away. It's interesting you bring that up now because last week I introduced my puppy Vilma uh, to uh, Cavaletti. Um, she is, oh, let me check, are we in week 12? So she was 11 weeks old. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a Boston Terrier. You can imagine she is a small puppy. So if I would use cones, that's not going to work. So I had to yeah. figure out something and I don't want to tape the, them on, on, on my floor because that leaves marks. So I had to figure out, uh, something how to um, put the poles on the floor that they don't roll very quick but because I I wasn't it's not the trotting and we didn't do it was just introducing her to lifting her her paws um, so it's more for body awareness so I used um, the sensi mats Mm-hmm. on each side the the wave one to and let the the pole lay inside that little valley so she's not i mean she's not very heavy so she was not she was able to move them away but they 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 were a little stabilized there so that yeah. was very interesting and uh she did quite well i've never done it before that's a lie. I've done it before <laughs> with her grandma, with with Trippy when she was younger, but that was just one pole. So, but with more than one pole, I've never done it before, and uh-huh. uh, she did quite well. It was very interesting to to watch, and um, yeah, that's the earliest time I've introduced a puppy to walking over the poles. Yeah, and. I also use it for my older dogs to walk over it very slow or on the ground. So because they also for balance coordination, but for my sometimes uh, with the show dogs, it can help. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they know how to trot. So they don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of like, can you, can you push, push the trot for a little bit? Yeah. Bigger stride Mm. kind of thing. 
Um, interesting. Yeah, I I have a tendency. Yeah, I feel like all my dogs, when they're, yeah, it's it's like a check check off. Okay, I taught them how to do this, um, mm-hmm. and then of course, whatever other dogs are in my house, get to do it when it's set up for the young dogs because I am like if I'm gonna do this I'm setting it up and I'm leaving it up <laughs> and I'm not gonna take it down until I'm done with I it. feel you um, so yeah so I have a tendency to like go through stages of it of, of like we do this a lot now and then it goes away um I will say I've tried to be a little bit better since it is in my online classes and at least like pull it out every summer. Um, so again, I have a tendency to want to do outdoors. it outside where yeah. I have more space. Um, yeah. And so that may pretty much limits me to, to summertime here. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not an exercise that I do consistently all the time um i just yeah I so don't, it's I don't something you have to, to remind you of to do it yeah yeah it's the same here i really like it but yeah it's 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 not i don't know why but but i i i have my routines and i it's like i'm i like doing this at the moment so i'm i'm, I'm trying to figure out this kind of set up for all the all the dogs uh in different this type of setup with in different um on different levels for the different dogs but then and then i i switch these things because i i oh i want to work with this and then i i do this for some time and then i change something next and then maybe i yeah it's oh it Sometimes it has been. Has it been Cavaletti? Yeah, yeah, they have been in uh, in a lot of my exercises as well. So it's I like doing something and then doing something different and then yeah, I find so one of the things. And again, I don't. Maybe this is is the ugly of Cavaletti's, <laughs> at least for me, is. I, um, I get frustrated with it because it takes so much like mental engagement for the dogs. Um, I feel like sometimes, how do I want to put this? Like every single time it comes out because I don't bring it out except for like maybe every Mm -hmm. summer, it's like reteaching them again, like what this setup means. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's like having to go through that of like, no, you have to be thoughtful and you, this isn't just go as fast as possible, um, can be frustrating for me. And I feel like that's what most of my clients have frustration about when they're trying to do it is like, yeah, the dogs just want to run through it, go as fast as possible. Um, and at least for sport dogs, that makes sense to me. Like, like I don't, when I do it with my dogs, I'm like, well, of course they want to just go fast through it. I've been, I've taught them that everything is about going fast. You know, if we're going to go 
yeah. do agility. It's about being as fast as possible. Um, <clears throat> and so I, <clears throat> I think because of my like setup, the fact that I'm doing it outside and every, they're like, oh, this is another agility thing. Um, and I have to be like, no, this isn't. Um, and so that, again, because I don't find the benefit how to like the benefit of doing that exercise doesn't necessarily outweigh my frustration of reminding yeah. them how to do it but how about doing it on leash well i have my tricks for getting them to do mm -hmm. it like i i do no i mean i mean i mean not your mind mean your clients dogs yeah maybe well, is that yeah. something so you recommend <laughs> I will if they if I think it will help. So again, mm -hmm. I think it's dog dependent. Um, so like I have one dog who I I do well. So it's interesting because he kind of goes more crazy on leash. Um, because <laughs> leash more than leash more yeah. than anything with agility. Because I don't leash. I don't really leash. <laughs> My dogs are always off leash everywhere, mm -hmm. except for agility. Because in agility, they have to go in on leash and come out on leash. So I have one dog who definitely has put that together of like, I only wear my leash when agility is happening. Um, oh, and then he's going crazy because... Yeah, so he tends to be a little bit more mm. high. Um, so what I tend to do with him is actually... Um, he still needs that, like, sometimes that little bit of, like, extra help. I will put a long line on him because that's a little bit different, especially because I, it's probably the fact that it's, like, a harness and then, like, a leash attached to the harness. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, this is an ability. Um, he also was taught tracking when he was young, which, again, was a harness okay. and a long line to do the tracking so again he's one of those he's very um quick to associate and pattern so i i do think with him specifically he has that like harness long line concentrate leash you know slip leash over my head agility um mm -hmm. so that that helps them I also like the biggest thing for me that I find I'm always having to tell my clients with Cavalettis is do not stop and start. So don't put them on a stay and then release them because especially if you're dealing mm -hmm. with an agility dog, they're just going to blast like yeah. a, a stay and a release is a release to go fast. Um, and I find it's better to just keep moving. So a lot of times, rather than have them like go back and forth through it, I'll, I'll just have them circle around. So yep. they go through it and then they keep circling and they never get to stop moving. And a lot of times the dogs pick it up. Then they're like, Oh, I get this. And then you can start to do the cool things of like going back and forth and like having something for the dog to wrap at the end. Um, although I will say I've seen do some dogs, when you give them something to wrap at the end, that again, brings that like agility thought into their head mm -hmm. and they kind of explode because 
we teach a lot of like foundation agility with like wrapping a wing or wrapping a cone. So then when you put that out there, they're like, Oh my God. And you know, go fast mode again. Um, so it, yeah, there's lots of little, little tricks. Um, and for me, it's so much, I don't have a like one size fits all for the mm-hmm. cup. Like it's, it's, I'm like, okay, do it. Let me see what the dog is doing. And then based on that, we're going to change things up. You know, like if I've got a dog that's like constantly just staring at the owner as they go through. And so they're not looking where they're going. Right. They're just like looking to the side and hitting everything. Cause they're not looking forward. I'm like, okay, that one definitely is not on leash. Like there's, Mm. you know, you have to switch to like a lot of forward focus. Too much forward focus in some of these agility dogs are like, oh, that's go fast. And, you know, so it's, it's figuring out like what each dog needs to understand, to, to, to understand the goal of the exercise and get there. And it can be a lot of experimenting. And I think that's where people get frustrated with it um, is that, yeah, sometimes you just have to try something and see if it works. Um, There's not this like magic of like, oh, if you just had done it, set it up like this and done it like this the first time, it would have been perfect. Every dog has different needs for figuring it out. That's true. Yeah, I, I really like the the circle setup. I'm doing that with my young confirmation dogs as well. Where I'm going, they are on leash, and then we are doing just the the trot thing. And then on one side of the studio, there are the cavalettis, and then we're just going going circles. And that that's that's great. I really like that. And then we do it like you said. I just do it like that. We are doing it on leash. Their circle, and when they, when, when I see, I, I can see them in the mirror. When I see uh, that they really got it, uh, I take them off leash, and then I just walk beside them up and down. So we go up, and then make a turn and go down over. So that works very well. So yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, you just have to like, it's it's definitely uh, what I would say. It's like kind of a go with the flow exercise mm-hmm. of like, just listen to what the ta- dog is telling you they need and provide. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great full body exercise when you, when you're using it for fitness, not only for the dog, because you have <laughs> set up. So, so uh, yeah. Yes, I will say that is um, probably one complaint I actually get. Like, I I do have people that are like, but I don't want to have to move. <laughs> I just want yep. the, the dog to get exercise. And I'm like, well, there are some things where you're, you're going to have to move too. Yeah, and Cavaletti is one thing you really have to move. So yeah. it's not that bad, yeah. actually. I mean... We have it's to, all, we have all, all yeah 
different different opinions <laughs> yeah but um, I, I, yeah yeah I, I mean i hate i hate it too but actually it, it isn't that bad because we have to move as well and stay fit ourselves not only the dog so it's not that bad although it is annoying (laughs) it's that inner conflict (laughs) yeah yes i mean it's i i kind of try and and you know bring up like i'm i'm not asking you to like take the dog for a five mile run it's just you know a little a little bit of movement um it's good for yeah it's good for all of us um i don't know what else do we want to say about cavalettis oh i don't know i think we said we we wrapped it up i feel like yeah i've i've let out all my feelings about them (laughs) yeah i mean too i mean i mean i mean it it is like it's it yeah it it is what it is but i i think we can say we like cavalettis but it's like it's like when you're working with uh paw stackers or things like that that's annoying as well i mean you have to set it up again and again and again so it's it's just like that yeah (laughs) I feel, you know, what it is, maybe this is, I don't know. I think about like when I am wanting the dog, an ex- a certain exercise, I feel like with the other equipment, I have the ability to just be like, oh, I want to use this, this, and this to help me get what I want. Like I can use the equipment to shape the behavior, right? Yep. versus the Cavalettis, it's a little bit more difficult. You're limited in what, what you can do and what you can use to, like, help the dog understand, I just want you trotting through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it does, like, obviously the part of it is to force the dog to trot. Um, but yeah it's it you can't do a lot of manipulation to the environment to get it the way i feel like you can with when you have you know a wall full of different equipment options that if one thing's not working i can just switch it out and be like oh let me try this instead um yeah, I was when I when I started work when I was um doing the pro the puppy program, or uh, creating the puppy program. I was like, hmm, Cavaletti. Yeah, you can start very early because it's not mm-hmm. if you're low to the ground, it's not that demanding and it's it's really easy to understand for the puppy. But when you have a small puppy, what are you, what can you use? I mean, it was like when I when I sat Wilma on the ground when she was eight weeks and I had that Cavaletti thing next to her. I was like, that's never going to work. What could you do? I was tempted to use like these wooden cooking spoons. Yeah. For example, and they want, they want a uh, roll away because, but I mean, that's, that's maybe something for uh, uh, Chihuahua or 
Pomeranian where you can use those because they don't roll away because they are flat on one side and then they can mm-hmm. uh, trot over it. That uh, I actually she my puppy she grew so it, it didn't have, I ha- haven't tried that but I really something I'm thinking about as an alternative for small dog owners that they can use those. I mean, you can buy here, yeah. at least you can buy sets of three. So you buy, and they cost almost nothing. So you buy two sets of three and you have your Cavaletti set for a small dog. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I haven't tried it. So I no guarantee that it works. <laughs> like, I don't know yet. Hopefully. Hopefully it'll work. I mean, that's, I mean, it's a great idea. I mean, that's kind of similar to like what I used to, when I was doing a lot of um, like TPLO rehab and I mm-hmm. wanted to use Cavalettis for that body awareness and that um, flexion of the stifle. I would tell people like, just go to your, um, you know, your cleaning supplies, grab your brooms, your mops, your, you know, those kind of things and just put them on the floor. Cause again, they can't, they're not going to roll, but the dog can start learning to step over them. And then if you need to raise them up, get like, save all your aluminum cans. So like Mm -hmm. when you, you know, you're drinking your sparkly water, save the can when it's empty, put a little notch in it, and then you can start raising up um, the height of of your broom and your mop and stuff, and and use that um, to to increase the challenge. So, and I had some the, some clients that like went all out with um, that kind of setup, uh, and then I had others that. We're like, I'm just going to go and make my own Cavalettis. And they would go buy the construction cones and PVC and they'd, you know, drill holes. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Way to go. Make me a set too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I was, um, once I had this idea and and one of my customers tried it, was like, we um had this um uh, this dog he had uh he was he was very young he had a hip problem it was undiagnosed but obvious and he had uh, elbow surgery so we wanted him to do uh to do like cavaletti but they uh didn't want to buy anything so I was like and I wanted to do to that he had to lift his legs in different heights so I mm-hmm. I told I, I told them to go into the wood and grab different branches that are not straight that they are they are like yeah in weird shapes not too high but so so they and they use those that worked very well as well as that worked uh, fine so also an alternative yeah. Just have to, yeah, keep it, get creative because mm-hmm. there's, yeah, there's stuff out, out there that you can find and use. Um, you just, yeah, have to, have to look around. Um, 
Cool. Yeah, and if not, if not, and if you're in the US, I just want to say, go and grab your kit at our friends uh, from Clean Run. They oh, have yes. a perfect service. And uh, yeah, if you if you want to get a set or ask them which set is best for your needs or ask your trainer. They should know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, I, yeah, Clean Run is one of one of the resources that I use a lot um, for people to like find this kind of stuff. Um, And they, yeah, um, pretty much always have it. It's easy to get, especially in the U S like, exactly. And and it's, it's interesting. Yeah. How, how many people don't think to look there for, for the fitness stuff. And I'm like, no, go, it's a great place. Yeah. Um, they've got it. Um, and yeah, it's it's easy. It's always the first place I check. I'm like, when I need something, (laughs) I'm like, I need something dog related. Clean run is the first. (laughs) They will have it. (laughs) They will have it. (laughs) Literally anything. Like I needed, uh, a pop-up tent to travel to Europe with. And I was like, clean run. <laughs> what do they have? Um, so yeah, it's a great source. Cool. Fantastic. Um, so Cavalettis. Hopefully everyone is just as excited about them as we are. <laughs> that was a little bit ironic. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, we lo- actually we love Cavalettis. It's just yeah. we are too lazy. But there we is something uh, yeah. new. We have. To, I think that's it with Cavalettis. It, it's it. That's it. It's it. Okay, it's perfect. Questions they can they can comment and ask us, which is yes. What do you perfect? Want to talk about? Because. Because we want to introduce a new section we are doing in this podcast, and we promise to do more episodes uh, than in the lo- than the last year. So <laughs> uh, this new section is called "Pick a Topic," and it's actually not you, uh, our listeners, that pick a topic. It's us picking a topic, but you have. <laughs> to write something interesting, bring up questions or topics either on Leslie's pages or mine or our groups or the Let's Take Talk Canine Fitness Facebook group site, whatever. Um, yeah, and then we will pick something interesting and talk about it in that special section at the end of each podcast recording. I think that's it. Okay, wait. Yeah. Let's, let's summarize. So, so we're... <laughs> oh my god. So, <laughs> so we're still picking the topic? Of course. No. Okay. Yes. They, and they, then... you, you or I will pick... We, uh, one of us will pick a topic that we found on our pages. Oh, oh Someone okay. writes something interesting or a question or whatever, and then we are going to look... Well, and yeah. pick something and talk about it. That was okay. the plan. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I remember I, when I wrote it uh, to you, it was very late. So, <laughs> you're excused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's it. Okay. That's exciting. Um, we're, we promise we're, yes, we're going to stay on top of it and have another great season of Let's Talk Kind and Fitness with all kinds of good topics um, so that you all out there can stay, stay fit, fit and, and stay in the game. Stay in the game. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Canine Fitness. If you enjoyed our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at www.letstalkcaninefitness.com. This episode was produced by Leslie Ide and Katerina Mattioli. Music written and performed by Moonfly. Music provided by premiumbeat.com.